Hey you guys, it's your girl Royalty and I am back again with another episode. I am so glad that you could join me today and I have something amazing for you guys. Personally, it spoke to me and I hope it speaks to you as well. If this is your first time hearing my voice, I'd like to welcome you to my, should I call it channel? I don't know. But I'd like to welcome you to my um, site. We speak about Jesus. We speak on the things that are bothering this world or are wrong with this world and how we can do better, how we can please God and how we can make him happy generally because we are called to be his children and as children we are supposed to please and honor our parents, i.e. being that God is our father. So today I want to speak on something that the Lord has put in my heart I was um, doing a video not long before this I was doing a video um, for TikTok and I was asking the Lord to give me a message because I had realized I've not been you know like posting more talking about God more and he put something very 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 um, special in my heart he put something that really spoke to me and and made me think that um we as christians we are not doing everything right we are not really living up to the bar that god desires us you know to get to we are not doing what the lord is asking us to do and today i want to speak on something called flirting with sin flirting with sin now um if you're a like how should i say this if you are an adult you definitely know the meaning of flirting if you are someone who's ever been romantically in love or in a romantic relationship or not even being in a romantic relationship you know what flirting means now we know as believers when we get saved we are taken out of sin we are taken out of our ways as non-believers, as sinners, we are taken out from dirt, we are taken out from oppression, we are taken out or from yokes of the devil that he has placed in our lives all our lives and then we go back to God he makes us free he gives us a new heart he gives us a new spirit he basically makes us new he we are born again we are born again in fire and in the Holy Spirit by just accepting Jesus as as our Lord and Savior now we all know that salvation does not just stop at where we are saved does not just stop when we say amen to the salvation prayer it does not just stop when we just say Jesus is Lord and he this isn't and and we accept him and acknowledge him in our lives no we know that there is more to salvation as for me i gave my testimony and told you guys that i used to be a church girl basically i was born and raised in a church my mom really fought for the for the fact uh for the for the roots that we need we needed to have in the church she made sure that we went to church every sunday she made sure that she made sure that we had an opportunity to take part in each and every activity that was in the church and as such i took church as something i needed to do as a part of my life that i did not really um get to know the importance of god in my life i did not really get to have an encounter with god personally as i do now now i usually say this and i've been thinking about the like the moments where i was in that like in that moment where i did not really give my life to christ that i did not really have a relationship with god i usually think to myself that and i really thank god that he has given me the grace to get to this point to repent of my sins and to live the right way because if i have if i had died in that time if i lost my life in that time i would definitely go to hell and one thing that really stood out for me was the fact that i was flirting with sin now how do you flirt with sin as believers you might be like no 
you are saved this is um this is not who you are whatever sins you had the lord has forgiven you and he doesn't hold anything against you which is all true but it does not mean that just because you have given your life to Christ that you are never going to sin again it doesn't work like that now we know that we are um more likely to fall into sin more and more each day because we are born of sin we are humans we are not perfect the only human being that lived on this earth and was blameless with no sin was our Christ Jesus who is God only he was perfect and strong enough to not sin but for us every one of us who has a human father and human mother we know that we are born of sin we are all descendants from Ad- uh, from Adam and we are all bound to sin but thank God for the grace thank God for his love thank God for his strength through the power of the holy spirit that helps us to stay on the you know straight and narrow but the thing is most of us christians we've taken grace as something so basic that we want to use grace as a scapegoat for sinning we have people i've been seeing this a lot on tiktok on instagram on facebook everywhere that i turn on youtube in the news everywhere where people are literally sinning people are really inviting sin into their lives they're really living out sin talking about god loves everyone and god knows my heart we've really misused the part where god says that he will judge you by your heart he will look into your heart and search your heart and if you have pure intentions then you are loved of god then you can spend eternity with him okay but people really want to misuse that part they want to be like the lord knows my heart so even if um for example people who are call themselves believers and they um for example they use cuss words or people who claim to be believers but they have a very very foul language people who claim to be believers and they are prideful people who claim to be believers and they gossip people who claim to be believers and they lie people who um claim to be believers and everything they do does not go in accordance to their faith talking about Jesus knows my heart Jesus knows what i feel for him people who sit down every single night and go to bed every single night without reading the bible without praying without you know sharing the good word of the lord talking about the lord will not judge me by my works people who are always out here talking about um the love of god but in their hearts they have no love people who hold grudges people who are unforgiving they are all bound in this one word of the lord knows my heart it's not just about your relationship with god We are told that the first and greatest commandment is love your God with all of your heart with all of your mind with all of your soul and serve him only and the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself now loving the lord with all of your heart mind and soul meaning that you obey him fully without taking anything out of the context of what he's told you to do without including anything to what he has said not to do But the problem with us believers of this age especially for us young people we want to flirt with sin we want to use curse words like everybody else we want to dress um indecently especially for ladies you want to show them curves ever since you got some 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 curves ever since you became prettier you want to show people how pretty you are men you are here walking around showing us your thing thing everywhere everything that is in you you are here taking pictures shirtless Okay, talking about the Lord knows my heart. I I am doing this for myself. That is another lie. That people want to do everything that they want to do, talking about I'm doing this for myself. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Okay? We have people who are watching horror movies. We've had over and over and over again, especially this new 
uh, Conjuring horror movie that is out. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen the trailer. It's not popped up anywhere that I have been in social media because I do not want any association with such kind of things. We know that behind these horror films, behind the secular music that we really want to bop to, we know that these things are led by demons. The devil, when he was in heaven, he was a worship powerful he was a powerful angel who was leading in worship okay there is nothing that you can tell me now about the worldly music that does not sound demonic nothing look at the way they dress look at the thing that they call art people have subjected demonic things demonic rituals demonic attires demonic signs to being art people are flirting with sin people don't want to accept the truth that the devil is ruling this world. We have things, we have social media that is literally telling you that for you to make it, for you to be loved, you have to get in line with what everyone else is saying. Be a Christian today and talk about homosexuality, which is a sin clearly written in the Bible. And you are a homophobic. Be a woman right now. I have seen some some articles which say that it is it is hate speech to basically say that you're a pregnant woman because you're being insensitive to the transgender people. I have seen people talking about when you tell someone who is uh who is practicing homosexuality or he's or he or is a sexual uh, who is a homosexual uh, homosexual person you are basically being homophobic telling someone that you cannot be gay because it goes against the lord's word is being homophobic okay you correcting someone for judging another person is judging that person you can literally not call anyone out on their problems. You cannot call out anyone on their fault. You cannot call out anything that is sin. We have people who right now people are really getting aggressive when people talk about talk talk about abortion, how it is a crime, how it is wrong to kill a baby, how it is wrong to let your decisions be uh, to let your child get the 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 wrath of your decisions. To let that child pay for things that happen to you. You, we have people who are like, oh, for example, this topic of abortion is what really gets to me because people be like, oh, when I want, it's my body, my choice. I do what I want. Why did you even have sex in the first place? Okay. And for someone who doesn't believe in God, obviously they're going to have sex before marriage. For you as a believer, we know that it is wrong to have sex before marriage. Okay. Now, see, this is what the world has come to where killing, drugs, violence, unwanted pregnancies um sexual immorality has been is is the thing i've even seen another article of how they are knitting um small penises for 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 little girls who identify as transgender i've seen people making videos with their children who are just toddlers kids who cannot even who can barely say mom and barely com like form a sentence talking about my son is gay, my daughter is lesbian, my son is a transgender man or woman, I don't know. And we are all taking this all in and we are making it to be the normal thing. We are now, this is the normal thing that we are living in. This is the normal atmosphere that we've created for us. We as believers, we've fallen so short of God's word that we have filtered and diluted God's word so that we can please people. Since when did Christianity ask us to please the world? The word of God says that we are called out of the world. Do not be conformed by the things of the world. 
But the thing that we are doing now as Christians, we are doing the things of the world so that we can be part of the world and feel like we are part of the community. Look at Jesus' life. Yes, he was followed by many. Many came to him. They were healed. Many knew him. Was he part of that world? No. Did he do as the others did? No. The Pharisees hated Jesus because he went against everything that they believed in. Okay? The, whatever they thought of about about the Messiah and how he's going to come. Because they thought of the Messiah coming as this bougie, rich, powerful, uh, powerful um leader that was going to deliver them from the hands of the Roman Empire. But that is not how Jesus came. First of all, Jesus was born in Nazareth. Uh, he was born in Bethlehem, in a manger. And then he lived in Nazareth. His parents were just regular people. His life was just a regular life. His uh, his looks were just regular looks. There was nothing that was screaming special about him. The gang he was working with, his disciples, they were just regular men and women. Okay? He had a he had a sinner as a disciple. He had a fisherman as a disciple. He had an architect as a, a disciple. Like he had all these people who were so different but yet so regular. There was nothing that was special about these people. Okay? And one thing that the Pharisees really hated about Jesus is because he never ever let what they did go unnoticed. These people were hypocrites. These people were wearing robes of, of, of showing people how righteous they are. They used to fast two times in a week to show people how holy they are. They would read the word of, uh, or study the law all day, all night and, and do all these things to prove to people how holy they are. Okay. They did this not for God, not to show God that, yo God, I love you. Not to show God that I am loyal to you. Not to spend time with God because they wanted to. They wanted to show other people where they fell short. They never missed to oppress people maybe in, in things like offering, in things like sacrificing or how to come to the Lord. They, they were the ones who made the decisions. They wanted people to stand and bow down to them when they were like walking through the streets because they were the teachers of the laws. They were, they, they were the, the Pharisees. They were the important, uh, the important people, you know, closest to God. Everyone else was just a minor. Everyone else was just, yo, you stay there. You're a peasant. I have the right to go to God. They determined who was going to God and who wasn't. And that's why God, uh, Jesus was always telling them that you guys are hypocrites. You guys are doing wrong. Yes, you might be righteous in your deeds, but your heart is evil. Jesus even gave them an example that you cannot call a cup that is clean on the outside but dirty on the inside as a clean cup. That, that It doesn't work like that. And that is how he described these people. And this is who we have become as Christians. You, you outside, you, you, you are like t telling people like God is good. He is my Lord and Savior. I love him. I desire to follow him all my life. But inside your heart, you are still as dirty as the first day. People have this lie like once saved, always saved. It's true. When you are saved, you are saved. But what are you doing with your salvation? Jesus died for you on that cross so that you do not go back to your former lifestyle. He died for you on that cross so that you can have your eyes open. He died for you on that cross so that you can change your life. The problem with us as believers this day is because we want to really, um, we want to, 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 to fit our lifestyle. We want to fit our desires. We want to fit whatever we want and whatever feels comfortable to us, uh, into the word of God. We want the Lord to bow down and to bend to what we want to what we want. Talking about God loves us and if he loves me then he's going to let me have this. 
We always cry each and every day, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, do this for me, do that for me. Lord, I need you in my life. But what you're doing in your heart, in your spirit, there is nothing that is screaming help. There is nothing that is screaming, let your will be done. You want God's will to be your will. You you think that God answering the prayers of what you want and you living the way you want is is fulfilling the will of God. No, it's not. Let me tell you something. If there is something that is very uncomfortable and hard and really a struggle to do each and every day is going against your desires to fulfill God's desires. Okay. Your flesh is bound for rebellion against God, but your spirit is always willing to serve God. And that is where we fall short as Christians. That is where we really go. Like we, we go under and fail each and every time. I am one of them. I'm not speaking to you now because I'm perfect or I'm doing everything right before God. No, I'm not as perfect, but what makes us worthy is us always acknowledging the fact that we are saved, that we are called to be different, that we are always trying each and every day to live right before God, to please him. Because as your life, your life as a believer should be pleasing God. Your life as a believer should be, be should be, you know, being in God's presence and, and always seeking him out. And even though you fall, the Bible says a righteous man, a righteous man falls seven times, but still gets up because he is held by the right hand of God. A righteous man, not a sinful man. A righteous man, he's still a man. You can be a man of God and still sin. You can be a woman of God and still sin. Okay? But as long as your heart is still beating for what is right, your heart is still wanting to please God then you 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 have God to help you but it does not say anywhere where you can still live in sin you can still do all these sinful things and still God is going to raise you up no one thing we need to understand as believers is the Lord will never dwell where sin is the Lord and sin will never dwell together if you're always listening to sin, how do you expect to listen to the Holy Spirit? Many of us complain we do not hear the voice of God. Many of us complain we do not see God. In our, I, do, I can't see God in my life. I'm not seeing God answering my prayers. I'm not feeling him. I'm not understanding the word. W look at yourself. Examine your life. Is your life, is your life pure? Are you, are you praying enough? And I'm not talking about praying long or praying three, five times a day. Is your prayer from your heart? Are you spending enough time with God? Are you reading the Bible? Have you tried reading your Bible, studying it and not understanding and asking God, God, can you please help me? And he refused to answer. For me right now, the way I study my Bible, I I, I could not do this before. I, I just couldn't. It was not, it was not mine. It wasn't. I only read my Bible every time that I went to church. Every time the bishop said, open this verse, that is the first and the last time I will ever open that verse. Okay, but now the way that I read my Bible, I, I when I started reading this Bible, there is something the devil tried to lie to me and tell me you will never understand because you need someone to explain to you everything. You will never get whatever you are trying to get because you are not wise enough. You are not holy enough. You're not pure enough. But that is all lies. Okay. As Christians, you really need to be serious about your righteousness, about your holiness. Stop flirting with sin. When I say stop flirting with sin, this generation is full of sexual immorality. This 
generation is full of vile things that the Lord really hates and abhors. But people see it as normal because we see it in movies, we see it in songs, we see it in our family members, we see it in our closest friends. And because you don't want to lose these people, you don't want to lose their love, you don't want to lose their affection, you don't want to lose their respect, you are over there sitting and, and enjoying and, and, and taking part in what they're doing, which is wrong. Okay, we have people, especially for us young people, you get someone you fall in love and say you are not yet married and but you're planning to get married, you're moving together, you start living together, talking about, oh, the Lord is the one who brought us together and we anyway, we are going to get married anyway. We're going to get married at the end of the day. I mean, it's okay if we have sex before marriage. We have people who are in same-sex relationships. When clearly the Bible says that man and woman were created. Man and woman were created and blessed to multiply. I had someone say um, the thing that homosexuality is doing is cutting off bloodlines. Okay. When you are in a same-sex relationship, yeah, you can have kids. Maybe you can adopt kids or if you are a female um, couple, you can go get this artificial insemination or I don't know what's it called. Then you can have babies. But you are cutting off your bloodlines. You are cutting off your blessings. You are literally changing what God created, how God intended humanity to be for your own reasons. And right now, maybe someone is listening to me and being like, oh, you are being judging. Oh, you are homophobic. No. If anything is in the Bible, it is to be done. If God commands anything in the Bible to be done, let it be done. If it is not in the Bible, leave it alone. This is what I tell people. Leave it alone if it is not in the Bible. If it is not something that the Lord has said, leave it alone. And people are really fighting the word of God because right now people want a diluted, um, prosperity-based, love-based, and, and, and all-about-you kind of gospel. But that is not the real world. People are going to go to hell. Many people are going to go to hell and be shocked why they went to hell because they are not getting the true word. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I am perfect. I'm not saying that I have the, the real word because as, as, as a human being, I know that I am also in the risk of slipping. Some, saying something that is not true, saying something that is false, saying something that is judgy, saying something that is, is hurtful. Okay, but at the same time, you need to realize that each and every day, the only person you can trust, the only word that you can really trust and go by is the word of God. Even as I speak to you now, don't let my words convince you. Go back to the Bible and see whatever I did, whatever I said, is it true? Whatever I'm speaking on, is it true? Okay, don't just listen to anyone. Don't just listen to anyone who says, I am a man of God. Jesus says that in the last days, many people are going to come and, 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 and in his name. Many people are going to do signs and wonders in his name. People are also going to confess that they are the Messiah. And Jesus says, do not go to these people. Do not be moved by these people. I saw the other day a man confessing to be Jesus Christ and he has he has disciples and him talking about how he felt when he was at the crucifixion, allegedly. And I'm there listening to him and I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? Now, see, many people will fall for this because they do not know the word of God. We have atheists who are so bound in, in saying how, in talking about how God is not real and there is no scientific proof. How are you going to use science to prove God? God does not exist in, in time, space or in the confinement of time or space. That is not him. 
your human mind if you try to understand god today you will never you will never understand the fullness of god with the holy spirit you will understand how god is like how he moves how he acts what kind of a person he is what kind of a, who, 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 what, what does it mean to be in a relationship with god that is how you understand through the holy spirit you see you cannot understand god without god jesus said there is no one who can come to the father except through me okay you cannot understand jesus and be submissive to him except through the holy spirit so it's all about god don't let someone who is an atheist who does not believe in god tell you who god is don't let someone this book i've seen people talking about we are in the first 21st century and i cannot believe that people still believe in this fairy tale what fairy tale how old are you to be talking about fairy tales Okay, this book is 2000 years old. Ask yourself why till this day is this word strongly believed in? Christian numbers are rising daily. Persecution numbers are rising on the daily. People are getting saved on the daily. Okay? We have people who have not even tasted God, who have not tasted his goodness, who have not even tried to go to Christ. Talking about how not real he is. always going to the bible looking for everything that they can lay their hands on to come and portray the word of god as something that is vile and evil and judgy and 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 how god is not a loving god and people asking if god really loves us that much and he has given us free will then why would he send us to hell it's like asking someone who you keep insulting each and every day you don't like this person you don't talk to this person you don't do anything to acknowledge this person's presence and then one day when this person has a party and then invites the people who acknowledge him who love him who respect him who have contact with him you start complaining why he this person did not invite you to the party it doesn't work like that okay people want to go to heaven people when people die or oh, everyone is like rest in peace rest in peace rest in peace what is peace peace is in heaven When you die, I don't know what you've been told, but when you die, there is an afterlife. The life your life does not end up here. Your life does not end up that you do not end up as a ghost, you do not end up as a tree as I've had people say, you do not end up as an energy thing. You either end up in hell or heaven. And entering heaven will determine on your relationship with God. It will determine on how you spent your life on earth. We have all done things that we are not proud of. I have done things that I'm not proud of, but that does not mean that I can continue living the way that I used to because I have been saved. My eyes have been opened. I am listening to the word of God. I am listening to men and women of God who have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to tell me how to tell me more about Jesus. Not to tell me how I'm supposed to live, to tell me more about Jesus, to teach me about the word there's some things that i do not understand i listen to the men of and, and women of god so that i can understand this so that i can be better each and every day so that i can teach others most of the time when i listen to a sermon it's not just for me it's for me to share with some someone else that is what the, that is how the gospel spreads you hear something about jesus you accept it you let it grow you teach it to someone else when i'm talking to you right now i'm speaking to myself as well Okay? And as Christians we need to start we need to wake up. Seriously, we really really need to wake up. If you want to see God move, if you want to really tear down all these altars and strongholds that the devil has created because we are sleeping, because we are being blinded by his lies, by his deceits, by his 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 pretenses. We need to live righteously and holy before God. According to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse um 12 i will start at verse 12 it says 
What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Now, this happens when you get saved. Jesus, uh, John the Baptist said that I baptize you with water, but the one who comes after me will baptize you in fire and the Holy Spirit. The only way you're going to start understanding God, the only way you're going to start serving him fully and, and being obedient and doing his will is when you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. When you freely and willingly ask him to come into your life, to work with you, to be with you, to direct you, like you let yourself go in his arms. Okay, you trust him fully. We have this notion of human beings. We have to be independent. That's how we grow up. Our parents, when we are born, we are dependent on our parents or whoever raised us. And then it comes to a point where you have to be independent and search for yourself and, and be your own man. But when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to God, that is the complete opposite. Everything you think you know, everything you think you understand, leave it at the door. Come to him when you are empty. Come to him when you are open so that he can fill you up. Okay, and then it goes on to say um, from uh, from 13, it says this is what we speak, not in words taught, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. Now, you know, as a believer, you are not just living in the physical. I just learned the other day that the physical realm is a manifestation of whatever happens in the spiritual. Okay? We are told in the Bible that we do not fought, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against spirits and spiritualities and strongholds in the heavenly places. Okay? Whatever is happening in your life is a result of how you are in the spirit. If you are always speaking negative, we know that words are like a life you can you have the power of life and death on your tongue so says the bible so if you're always speaking negative in your life you are confessing that in your spirit and then manifesting it in your physical okay people have people say that heaven is as real or heaven and hell is as real as as the physical world no you're wrong heaven and hell are more real than the physical realm because something might be in the physical that you see is okay but when you look at it in the spiritual sense it will show you how vile how wrong how bad it is okay if you want to connect with god god is spirit when you worship god when you praise god praise him in the spirit when you pray pray in the spirit Okay, and you are the, the Bible clearly says here that we are not taught by human wisdom. Human wisdom will never, ever bring you closer to God. Human wisdom does not even touch a third, a half, a quarter of what God's wisdom is like. If you try to go to God with logic, you will never experience God. If you try to make a sense of everything that God does, you will never get to experience God. You will never get to know who he is. You will never get to understand to, to understand what he does or how he does the things that he does. Okay? Our job as Christians is not to understand what God is doing, is to obey what he says. And in obedience, as you walk with God, then you're going to understand there are people who are like, I don't understand how bad things happen to good people. I don't understand why God is so powerful and he lets everything that is happening now in the world happen. What are we doing as believers? What are we doing? What are we doing as the world, as, as, as people who live on this planet? What are we doing to, to counterattack everything that is happening? You see someone on the streets or a family, a mother with his kids on the streets 
and they don't have a home they have nothing and then you come back and be i cannot believe in god because i have seen a woman who is out there and this and this and this happened to this woman like what are you doing to help this person are you have you ever taken a piece of of your dinner uh, something from your house to bless these people have you shared the gospel with this are you praying for these people you're not but you want to blame god this is the problem with us especially our generation we love blaming people for things everything even something that is your causing and you're doing you want to blame it on someone else which is wrong this is not the way we are called to live as believers it continues in verse 14 to say the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of god but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit i don't know how clearer it can get than that if you have the holy spirit he teaches you submission the lord i have been studying the gospels i am now currently in the book of john and what i have realized or the message that jesus was really putting out there is humility submission holiness righteousness openness to god that is what he was teaching that is what he wants the lord wants you to be humble because he says blessed are the humble for they shall be exalted you cannot go to god with that we cannot go to god with a prideful heart a prideful person will never pray A prideful person will never ask for help. A, pri- a prideful person will always think that they know all the things that they are to be known. We have people talking about, "Oh, I have done my research and I've come to realize that the Bible is faulted and everything that is in the Bible is on the is contrary." Like the Bible contradicts itself. Like if God loves everyone, then why would he kill such and such people? People like to take out things from the Bible, take here, take there and be like, what about this? What about this? What about that? What about that? Instead of you listening to the word of God, listening, listening or seeing the whole story, how it began, what happened, what came after, why did this happen? Mm. And seeing exactly what is being said and getting the true context out of it. No, people want to take the bad things to use it as a reason, uh, as, as a reason, as an excuse not to believe in God. Okay? People are like, okay, if God is real, why does why doesn't he like show himself to us? What are we? We who are speaking to you as as believers, we who are spreading the gospel, people who are healing others, people who are casting out demons, people who are speaking every single time about God, people who are sharing the gospel, who are these people if they are not sent by God, if they are not representatives of Christ? The power of God is always there in the morning when the sun rises and when it sets. At the same time, with the same speed the same heat we have things like the clouds have you ever asked yourself why the clouds are just hang they're not they're not held by anything no one is like holding them but they're just hanging you might have a scientific reason to it but don't mean that that is it is what it is or that's how it is okay you might have a reason behind everything but it does not exempt the fact that someone had to make that thing we need to stop like creating excuses for why we want to live in sin for why we want to do the things that we want to do you cannot follow god if you are still holding on to your past you cannot follow god if you're still holding on to your desires okay if something is convicting you and making you mad about the word of god that is something to that is that is to tell you that you need to change that thing If you find yourself fighting the word of God each and every time you need to ask yourself why am i fighting this why am i not submitting why is it that we can be able to agree that killing is wrong but abortion is okay 
why are we able to say that stealing is wrong from one another but at the same time when someone else does it it's okay there are some things that you can do it's okay why is it okay for us to say that pedophilia is a sin but homosexuality isn't why is it okay to say that rape is wrong and fornication isn't one night stands all these things we need to ask yourself why are you making exceptions God clearly says that his word is yea and amen and he will never change it. He's not a man to lie. He will never change his mind. Okay? The Lord when he says something, he is perfect in all that he says. Everything that he does, the Lord is perfect. And as believers, you are not perfect. You are just a man. And if you're going against God, just know you're going against your creator, someone who's been there for for billions and billions of years. You who is I I don't know if you're over 30 over 20 that is nothing what is your age compared to the age of God does he even have an age he doesn't I don't even think so God is eternal okay Jesus said that this world will pass but his words will never pass they will never pass away no matter how much you try to fight the bible no matter how how much you you try to fight the word of god no matter how much you persecute people who have been sent by god no matter how much hate you try to bring bring to people who are clearly calling you out on your sins so that you can repent and come back to god it doesn't matter what you do no matter the rebellion the word of god will always stay because it is the truth the truth will never die we have in the book of john chapter 9 There was a blind man who was healed by Jesus and the Pharisees went to investigate the healing. And they called this man and asked him, "Why um why or how did Jesus heal him?" Because they were so mad that Jesus healed this person on the Sabbath. Now you see these people were really concerned about the tradition. They were really concerned about rules and regulations and how to do things on the right and they were the one who was saying what is right what is wrong. They added to the rules that Jesus or God clearly did not make or did not say that should be done. Jesus uh, God only said um on the Sabbath it's my day, it's holy, no working, just rest. He never said anything more than that. These people came again and started adding all these things to the Sabbath and how people are supposed to be treated and how people are supposed to walk and what they're supposed to do and what not to do. They added to what God did not say. And Jesus um healed this man on the Sabbath. Jesus is God. Did God go against his word? No. It's because of these people's false interpretation of wanting to have their will enforced on the people that made them have enmity with God, with Jesus okay they 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 summon this man two times okay and according to John chapter 9 verse 24 it says a second time they summon the man who had been blind give glory to God by telling the truth now you see they've been blinded by their pride they've been blinded by their jealousy because they were also jealous of Jesus because Jesus did things that they could not do they were jealous because in all their lives that they've been serving God they've never once done or seen anything that matched what Jesus did and they were saying give glory to God by telling the truth when the truth was literally in their eyes in like before them this man was blind and now he could see and he said who healed him instead of giving glory to god because jesus always gave glory to god they started doubting him they started accusing him of hypocrisy and him using demon 
demon powers to heal people because they never understood what God is truly about. They never understood the true meaning of having a relationship with God. And they said, we, we know that this man is a sinner. How do you know a man is a sinner? You as a human being, how dare you call someone else a sinner? You can call out someone's sin, but you are not told anywhere to call someone a sinner. Only God can do that. I am not allowed to go out here and see someone who is doing something wrong or something that clearly goes against the word of God and be like, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. That is not what the Lord told me to do. Okay. The Bible says rebuke each other with love. Help each other get out of sin. Help each other stay strong and be righteous before the Lord. That is what my Bible tells me. If I hear someone today talking about, oh, you, you're doing this and this and this, you're going to hell. You are stealing, you're going to hell. You are lying, you're going to hell. You are, you're gay, you're going to hell. You are having sex before marriage, you're going to hell. That is not what the Lord has told me to, to say. No, he's told me just say to say what is wrong and what the person is doing that is wrong, but not to judge them. Because we are told to love the person and hate the sin. Okay? But you're not told to hate the person. You're not told to judge the person. These people did not know Jesus. They did not take time to, to really study him, to really know him, to have a relationship with him, to see, to see what he did, to see how he did what he did. They never took time to do it. And that is the problem with this generation. Many people see Christians and be like, oh, they are judgy. Oh, these people are going to come and tell me how much of a sinner I am. Some people, I do admit that some people have had traumatic experiences with people who are, be, who are believers in quotes, people who call themselves Christians, who have been plainly evil. And that is how they have not given God a chance anymore. But I would, I would like to ask you, did you have a relationship with God? Because let me tell you, people are going to hurt you. Even those people who are in, in this religion, even people who claim to be Christians and followers of Christ, they're going to hurt you very, very badly. But... As long as your faith, as long as your love, as long as your mission is on God, you're going to get past it. I've seen people who've had traumatic experiences in the church, who've been abused in the church, who've been really hurt and betrayed by the people who call themselves Christians. But still these people hold on to their faith because they know that they do not do this because of a man. They do this because of God. Okay. And it continues from verse 26 and says, then they asked him, what did he do to you and how did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Now, there is a difference in hearing and listening. The only difference you'll see in Christians, a Christian who is holy and righteous and living a pure life before God is one who listens. Listening is hearing whatever you're, you're hearing and really thinking about it and acting on it. That is listening. Hearing is just hearing and just going and never thinking about it and never doing anything about it. And that is what most of us are doing. We are just hearing the word of God. We are just hearing sermons. We are just hearing these gospel songs and worship and whatever. But we are not really taking time to listen to the word of God, to listen to his voice, to listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We are not doing that. And he continues and says, why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? This is what this man asked. Remember, this man was not a disciple of Christ. He was not asked by Jesus to go spread the gospel. He was not asked to defend Jesus' honor or his name. No, he did it because he realized who Jesus was. He knew that only God could save him. Only God could do what he did to him. 
Okay, and these Pharisees, because they were so blinded in their pride and in their definition of what God can do and what God can't do, they refused to listen. They refused to 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 um believe in what Jesus did. And then it continues, verse twenty eight. Then they hurled insults at him and said, "You are this fellow's disciple." See, now they're accusing him of being a disciple of Jesus just because he really. He just spoke the truth. He just admitted to what Jesus is. You see, the the reason why people will hate on you, the reason why people will really be aggressive towards you, is when you say the truth, and it and they know it's the truth, but they still want to fight it because it's convicting them, because it's hurting them, because it's calling them out and airing their dirty laundry in front of them. Okay, this is why these people were very, very angry. It's, these are the people who are the teachers of the law. These are the people who call themselves Christian in that time. The people who, who who claim to be closest to God. Why are they fighting God? Ask yourself, why are they fighting God? And you might read this story and be like, I'm not a Pharisee. I don't fight against God. But look at your life. Look at the things that you're doing in your life. Look at the things you're letting into your life. The things that you're compromising with. You are also becoming a Pharisee if you are not doing everything and accepting everything that the Lord has said. The Lord has commanded. You are also being a Pharisee. And he continues and says, we are disciples of Moses. We know that God don't don't even know. Uh, we know. But uh, yeah, we know that God spoke to Moses. But as of this fellow, we don't know where he comes from. Now, see, this is, a, this is another problem that we have. You, we love judging things that we do not know of. For me personally, if an atheist or an unbeliever or anyone who does not believe in Jesus comes to tell me, who God is, I will ask them, how do you know? You don't believe in him. How do you know about God? Don't tell me about what you've heard about other people. Don't tell me about what you've seen other people do. Don't tell me of the history that happened with Christians. Tell me of your experience. Tell me what God did to you that was so wrong that you decided you're not going to believe in him. Tell me what you experienced. And even if you tell me, how do you expect me to believe that? How do you expect me to be to hate God just because you hate him? Okay, many people of us do not know God and we fail in our work with God because we do not have a relationship with God. And then at the end of the day, we get frustrated because we are not we are not hearing from him. We are not receiving from him. We are not, you know, we are not like in a connection with him. And then we'd be like, oh, there's no God He's not listening to me, Ah, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. These people don't know. They did not know where Jesus came from. And they never even took time to ask Jesus, where did you come from? How do you know these things? How are you doing these miracles? Can you teach us how you did these things? They couldn't be like Nicodemus who came to Jesus and let Jesus teach him. He was curious about how things happened the way they did. And he came to Jesus and asked him, yo, I've been seeing you do this and this and this and this. And I wanted to ask, how is this possible? How are you doing this? He even acknowledged uh, Jesus as a good teacher. Someone who was sent from God because of the things that he did. Nicodemus knew that this this was the power of God. But these other people, they let their pride and what they knew and their wisdom lead them and tell them that whatever Jesus was doing was wrong because it went contrary to what they knew. They had never seen anything like this. Okay. And the man answered. Now, this is the blind man. He answered them. Now, this is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God did, does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening of the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And that is true. 
you will know them by their fruits if someone is not called by god even the lord said that if i if you see a prophet who says something and says that i have sent him and it does not come to pass know that that person is not sent from me because the word of god is true he's not a man to lie and whatever he says it will happen Okay, and if you see someone who is claiming to be called by God or called by Jesus and whatever they are doing or their life is not producing any fruit that the Lord has said, then you need to know that that person is not of God. That person is not called by God. Okay, if you see someone who is really living their life the way they want to live and they are not even there is nothing that screams that this person is of God. You need to really question that person. You need to really put like question marks on that person. Because when you follow God, you start developing. We have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Peace, love, joy, kindness, all these things. Go read your Bible. You'll find them. Okay? And this man clearly saw, saw through these people. Like, you guys are godly and you don't even see God. I was a blind man and I can see it. And this is the problem with us Christians. We really think that we know God. We think that we know how he acts and how he moves and what he's about. Because other people don't. Because we see as soon as we look at them, they're like, oh my God, they're so blind. Like, they, oh my God, they don't even know what they are doing. Like, oh, this, this is just, hmm. You know? And we are judging people. We, we are looking at people and thinking, ah, I have been reading the Bible, I've been studying the Bible, and I know everything about it. Anyone who is an unbeliever, people in other religions, they are so blinded, like I can't even believe. How can they not believe? Not realizing that you are once in that place, you are once in that position. Okay? And after the man said this, it continues and says, To, the, uh, to this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. You were steeped in sin as uh, at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. The truth will always hurt. These people were being judgmental. Talking about you were steeped in sin at birth. Talking about you. Pointing fingers. Not knowing that they are also human beings. Okay. They were trying to say that we are Pharisees. We do not have sin. Okay. We are righteous. We are perfect. You. You. You are sinful. You because you are gay. You are sinful. You because you are. Um. You used to drink and you used to smoke. You are sinful. You because you are in in a new age religion. Uh -uh, God cannot use you. You because you aborted some kids. Uh -uh, God does not even want to see you. Who are you to be telling people what to do and what not to do? Who are you to be pointing out what other people have been doing and saying that God cannot use them because of what they did? I have my past and some of my past is still there and I will never ever change anything about my past because i want people to see the difference of the person i used to be and the person i am now because i am not perfect i was born in sin but i am now saved in righteousness there are some things that i do that i slip up but that does not give me the right to go to someone and be like you you are going to hell because you're doing this and this and this i am better because i know jesus i am not better i had someone say that being a christian and spreading the gospel to someone else is basically a beggar telling another beggar where to find bread which i find it which i find it like a very nice explanation although we know that we are not beggars and stuff but it's literally the same thing it's like me being thirsty finding water and then I know that you're thirsty too. I come and be like, yo, you're thirsty. Come, let me show you where I got my water. But it does not mean that I, I am thirsty now. I am full. I've drunk my fill. And then I come to you because you're thirsty. I'd be like, you're so dumb. Like, you're thirsty. Like, psh, like mm -mm. you're not, nah, you're not it. No. 
we are called to help one another stop judging stop stop looking at what god is doing through people and being like oh my god this is not this is not this is not it this is not it for me right now i've just even realized that i've been i've been saying oh my god for the last i don't know one minute which is wrong you see i i clearly see that it's wrong I need to change. But I cannot go out there and tell someone, ah, you, you are misusing the word of God because you're doing this and this and saying this and this and this. No. Call out the sin. Tell, sit down with someone. Tell someone, okay, um, I need to talk to you about Jesus. They hear about Jesus. Be like, okay, I, I want to accept Jesus in my life, but this is what and what I, I do in my life. You are not to tell them that they are not worthy of Christ. The only way you're going to live a good life righteous and holy life before god is when you give up your desires to him when you give up everything to him your sexuality your your love your finances your spirit your soul your body your mind your heart everything about you give it up to him the lord will sort out everything else okay he will make everything else you know make sense he will make everything righteous for you he will give you what you need and he will take out what you don't need the Lord will filter you. That is what it does. He filters you. The word of God filters you. Okay. When you get into a relationship with the Holy Spirit, every day you are talking to him, you are praying, you are talking to Jesus every single day. He will give you the desires of your heart. Right now, I am here spreading the gospel and talking to people about Christ. This is something that I did not see myself doing. But when I gave myself up to the Lord, I told him, use me, Lord. Give me something that I can do for you. I don't want to just be someone who is lazy, sit on my, my salvation and never tell anyone about Jesus. Never bring anyone to you. Okay. The Lord has been faithful. He's been merciful. He's been loving to me. He's helped me have a Bible study group with people um, who are, you know, getting to know Christ. He's helped me use my TikTok platform to be able to spread the gospel. He's now using this platform for, so that I can spread the word too. And I'm praying that this this podcast will also grow i have a blog post that i write about god every now and again but i never go there just because i have to do it i go there and do what i do because i love the lord okay the love of the lord is what is driving me there are sometimes i will fall there are sometimes i won't feel like it there are sometimes I'll, maybe i'll be scared to say something because i'm afraid of people looking at me different but then i remember that i am not called to have people's opinion on me uh, the, what the Lord says about me is what ca what I care about most. And the Lord says, if you find favor in my eyes, you will find favor before men. So if I please the Lord, he's going to lead me to people who are going to please with me as well. Okay. The Bible says that Jesus said that they hated me. So they're going to hate you too. So if they hated my master, who am I to be expecting love every single time? Of course, you're going to get um hate here and there you're gonna get people who are gonna really um fight you and they're gonna be against your word and against what you stand for okay ask yourself why is christianity the only religion that is really mocked that is really fought against that people are dying for i know the other religions people are also dying for especially muslims but ask yourself why is it that only our jesus is being mocked and paraded around as a joke okay Jesus says that I am the truth, the way, and the life. Okay? So as a Christian, this let this word really sink into your heart. Let it sink into your spirit. Change for the better. 
the Lord has so many things that he want to show us, so many things that he want to speak to us about, so many things that he has planned out for us, that he, want, he wants to use us to bring change into this world. Okay, because we, with him in us, we are very powerful. With him residing in our lives and, and working through us, we can do so, so much. But only if we live holy, only if we respect him, only if we submit to him. For your bodies, it is a, the Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You need to watch what you say, watch what you see, watch what you hear, watch whatever you are including yourself in. Let it be pleasing. Ask yourself, if Jesus came right now to where you are and decided to hang with you a day and tells you that you are not changing anything in your life, would he be happy with what he sees in your life? Would he be joyous with what he views, you know, everything that you are doing on a daily basis? If the answer is no, you need to change your life. You need to change your ways. You need to repent. You need to live a rightful, a righteous, you know, life before him. Get into the word. Know what the Lord says. Because out here there are many people who are calling themselves in the name of Jesus. But they are not of God. They are not sent from God. Okay. People are literally twisting the word of God. Preaching pro prosperity. Um, gospel. Which is not wrong. You can, you can tell me like all the promises and all the things the Lord will do for me. But at the same time teach me on how to be more like him. Don't just teach me of the good stuff. I want to hear like how do I get there. I want to see what, the, what does the Lord value most? What does the Lord want from me? Because the Lord wants something from you. Every one of us has a calling. Every one of us has a mission that we have to fulfill. Okay? And I hope that this word really resonates in your heart. I hope that this word really takes you back and makes you think of all the things that you're doing that are not right. Of all the things that you need to change in your, in your life, in your family, in your daily life. Like everything. Everything in every area of your life, you need to think, where am I not pleasing God and how can I change it? What am I doing wrong that I can do right? This message is not to condemn anyone. This message is not to call out anyone. This message is just a wake up call for each and every one of us, me included. Okay. And I am going to be as raw as I can. I'm going to be as real as I can because I want everyone, every, everyone who is listening to my voice to make it to heaven. I want to make it to heaven as well. I want to please my Lord, my master and my savior. Okay, he is my Abba and I love him so much. Abba means father and I treat God as my father. I want to honor him. I want to respect him. I want him to be proud of me. I want him to look at me and be like, oh, you did well. I am very proud of you. You did exactly what I asked you and now it's time for you to get your reward. I'm saving up my rewards in heaven, not here on earth. God will bless me. Yes, I believe that. He has something amazing for me. He wants me to live a heaven on earth. Because I'm his child. But at the same time, I want to please him and get my reward also in heaven. Okay. So I really love you for sticking around to this moment. I really love the fact that you've been obedient to the spirit of God and listening to this podcast to this end. But I want to encourage you, wherever you are, that it's not too late for you. Whatever you've been dabbling in and, and, and switching it um, for, you know, Switching it up with God's word and, and trying to fit anything that is not of God into the word of God. It's not too late for you. You don't believe in God. It's not too late for you. The world is ending. Yes, we are getting closer and closer to the end. But there is still time. His grace and mercies endure forever. Okay. And there is still time for you to accept Jesus into your life. There is still time for you to live right. 
he gave me that chance. He gave me that opportunity, that grace, that might. He called me out again. He called me out again through his mercy, through his grace, through his love. He told me, Sarah, I love you. Okay, I want you back. Come back to me. Wake up. And I woke up. I, 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 I really heed his call. When I came back to Christ, I was really hurt. I was really broken. I was in shame. I was in guilt. I was in, I, I was a mess. But ever since I found Christ again, I can tell you that I've seen a very big major difference in my life. And I want that for you too. So um, I want you to really think about this word. I, I really want you to meditate upon this word. word and, and go back to the Bible. Don't let my words convince you. I mean, I'm happy if you're convinced by this word. But go back to the word. Go back to the Bible and listen to what God is saying. Listen to his voice. Okay, Let him guide you. Okay, do what he asked you to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Do not take anything out of context. Do not add anything that he hasn't said. Okay, but I love you guys. And I hope you guys are blessed by this. Be happy and 